Here we go. Everybody quiet and quiet, quiet. <laughs> Carnivorous cows, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we didn't speak. Carnivorous cows, with Brady and Rob. I do like that song. Hey everybody, hi everybody, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch with Brady and Rob, and this week we also have... I'm Ross. Yes, it's a spoiler-full podcast where we do a film a week from two film geeks. This uh-huh. week we did Listen to Me, Marlon. Brady, you want to take it away with Listen to Me, Marlon? Because you know a lot more about it, and yeah. I've seen it a couple times now. To, yeah, I've seen it twice now. Uh, Listen to Me, Marlon is a 2015 documentary by the director Stephen Riley. I uh, don't know what he's done in the past, uh, but this is kind of, uh, if I could compare it to a documentary, <coughs> it's, it's an interesting case of a documentary that's narrated by its subject, uh, kind of like Tyson. Did you guys see Tyson? No, I did not. That, w- that was actually a pretty damn good Mike Tyson documentary. Um, but anyway, oh. uh, all of this is assembled from uh, basically self-hypnosis tapes, like meditation tapes that Marlon Brando recorded for many, many, many years, and it sort of takes on a collage style of, you know, uh, putting putting background imagery behind <laughs> Marlon Brando's uh, meditations, and so it's a view of kind of how he came to be a celebrity, how his process as an actor, uh, his studying to be a method actor under Stella Adler, and uh, also his trials in the media and uh yeah it, it's kind of uh it's weird to talk about in terms of plot because it's basically kind of this yeah, just surrealist tapes. meditation on the life and times of marlon brando okay well you guys bounce so uh, that's like back and forth uh it's the forgot briefest beverages. plot synopsis we've ever done i think So yeah, um, Brady, what was it about the movie that um, that made you want to watch it? Oh uh, well, I I had seen it before. And <laughs> well, that would make you want to watch it. <laughs> I'd, I'd seen it before, and we just came off of doing another of these documentaries. So oh, cool. I felt uh, yeah, just obliged to throw it out there. Uh, but uh, yeah. Okay, so I was watching this movie. With with you and with Rob and uh, and this is really cool because Brady and Rob in their podcast they do something really really interesting. They don't just talk about the movie. Every movie that they see is tied into the year in movies. Is that right, Brady? Um, not always, but I around this time of year do like to throw out stuff that uh, I've seen that I want other people to see. I guess that's the big reason I threw it out is I'd seen it and uh, liked it a lot. And it's like, oh, I'll, let's see if uh, other people see it. Maybe it'll make their list because uh, it's, it's going to make my top 20. So Very nice. Yeah. Uh, when when does your list come out? When do you and Rob post your lists? Soon. Uh, starting on Tuesday, I'm going to start writing reviews starting at number 20. Probably going to be, uh, I think it'll be a documentary, actually, at 20. Might be the Scientology documentary. Very nice. Very nice. You guys see that going clear? All right. I did see Going Clear, actually. Ooh, I should put that on my list. I haven't done it yet. Sorry, I had to grab beverages. Ross also asked me to grab his phone, but I didn't know where it Apologize was. Apologize so again. There are two of us. 
you can go get it if you want. You can even say, I'm going to go grab my phone. I'm going to go get it because it has movies I've seen this year on it, and I want it to be relevant for our conversation. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get to that by the third act um, of this podcast. Um, anyway, <laughs> are we plot synopsizing, or what's going on? I think we just did. I mean, excellent. Yeah, like, this is the kind of movie where uh, a lot does happen. I mean, it's a really dense, rich account of the entire life of a person, of one of our most famous artists, but I wouldn't say it's strictly plotty. Uh, well, I mean, it, it kind of goes through his career almost chronologically. Uh, it does, yeah, I mean, it, it does. So, I mean, it starts off with On the Waterfront. Yeah, we do go chronologically through his film. And then it goes back a little ways and goes to uh, the one that made him famous, which was... Uh, fucking, I can't... I'm uh, uh, the streetcar named Desire. There you go. Right. I kept I kept thinking Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. <laughs> yeah, no. It's we go through a lot of his movies, and the movie does, I'd say, a very nice job of kind of tying in features of the movies into accounts of Marlon's personal life, kind of what those roles sort of symbolized uh, for him as a person. Like one of them was uh, the Wild Ones, where he's in a motorcycle gang, and so that's juxtaposed with kind of Marlon Brando's uh, status as a counter uh, counterculture figure. Uh, and what's the other one? The one with his uh, father. Oh, well, his father was a, a brutish kind of drunkenly guy. So Well, I think his, his father was uh, less of a drunk. So he was more violent, right? And his, his mom was a drunk. Uh, I thought, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe his dad. I, I assume they're both drinkers, but his mom was definitely like a... Yeah, his mom was the town drunk and his dad was kind of an abusive closed yeah, off he'd guy. he'd come home and he'd knock him around for no real reason. Right, and so that's that's kind of juxtaposed with uh, his portrayal of Stanley Kowalski in uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, well, Godfather I mean... Godfather is uh, juxtaposed with kind of his protectiveness over his kids. Yeah, I kind of feel that the way they talked about it was about, you know, like that he went through enough that it enabled him to be able to tap into the things he needed in order to play Stanley and Streetcar. Right, and this makes sense because Marlon Brando is... Uh, I'd say our most famous method actor. Yeah, and uh, also, you know, he slept with a lot of people in Hollywood. He had three wives, two of them from Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> right. Yeah. So were, like they, were they both Tahitian? Yeah. Well, no, they were uh, the 1961. Okay, she played a Tahitian lady in the movie, but she wasn't Tahitian. Oh, uh, okay. And then this, the one in 1962, I believe, was Tahitian, and I don't know their names, but. Because they're not because I don't think women's names are important, but because what do you think? Go on, Rob. Expose your ignorance. No, I just uh, I looked at one's Rita. I just don't remember her last name. Um, I was trying to look this all up while we were watching the movie. I was kind of collecting uh, a films to see because I haven't seen that much Brando. I've seen On the Waterfront. I, I don't think I've ever seen um, Streetcar Named Desire with him in it. I haven't. Either. I haven't seen Guys and Dolls. Okay. Which I was like, ooh, that's really bright and technicolory. What about Roscoe? I thought he was just <laughs> grabbing his phone. I, I did see Mutiny on the Bounty, actually. I have seen Mutiny on the Bounty because it's one of my dad's favorites. My dad loves anything oh yeah. coal. I yeah. thought it was just okay. Well, let's uh, move on to that other segment. I gotta find it. And it's hard, Sorry, to, Dan. It's hard to look at this. Here, you talk. You fill the void. Okay. Um, it's hard hey, to fill the void. printing? Hey, Ross, you're back. I'm back. Why do you keep yeah. trying to hide the fact that you're entering and exiting the room? I'm worried about the sound. I, I don't. No, it's okay. If, if you're upfront about it, it doesn't matter to that sound. Uh, I'm sitting down now. 
Yeah, you should kind of sneak in without banging the mic around, though. Just don't punch the mic, Dr. Drew, and we won't have a problem here. Yeah, Dr. Drew, don't punch the don't mic. Don't punch the Drew, Dr. Mike. Anyway, we're about to do this segment. Hey, hey, how do we like it? So how do we like this movie? Brady, why don't you start? I'll start. Um, you know what? I like this movie a whole fucking lot. Um, uh, what I like about it and what kind of stood out for me the first time and definitely held up in second viewing is uh, while it's a very critical movie and I think you know the movie would fail if it didn't do justice to Brando's warts because he was a guy with a lot of personal foibles. Uh, but in spite of that, in spite of the fact that it never looks away from it, I think it's a fundamentally gentle movie and a very generous one. And so, yeah, I, I'm always in favor of a movie that doesn't shy away from the truth, that takes me into negative territory, and yet I, somehow I still emerge from it feeling very, very positive. Uh, yeah, and this movie, mm-hmm. honestly, it makes me feel all warm. It's, it's a very unflinching but tender look at kind of uh, I, I, the turmoil in any person's soul. This person happens to be Brando, and that makes it very... Um, magnetic to watch because he's a great actor which also makes him a very commanding narrator of his own personal life uh but yeah it's uh i mean maybe this is more for what's it all about but i like it because it's uh it's just kind of i'd, I'd say a kind of about how everyone's no one's perfect uh, but at the end of the day we're all uh, we all do our best and we're all entitled to our rest at the end of it so yeah, no, it's 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 a wonderful, enlightening look at a very fascinating man. So I give it an A minus. That's great, Ralph. What did you think? Uh, that's really weird that you just gave it an A minus because I'm looking at the list of movies. So for those of you listening in, uh, Rob and Brady, they they make these lists every year. As uh, Brady was just discussing on Tuesday, he's gonna start uh, writing about uh, the movies that he's got coming out this well, year. Well, I think they know that if they're listeners because we've been doing this thing for three years. You have, Brady. yeah done that every year that's the thing <laughs> they don't, they don't know that i don't think you need to explain listening. it because they're not listening well then they're not listening right now no. hey start listening right now it's, it's kind of like no. it's kind of like at the movie at the end of the movie having a speech saying <laughs> like this movie was about and let me describe it for you i um, was only telling them that because i wanted to share that i am uh looking at my list this year of movies that I've seen and on my list of movies it's really not that far down at all it's probably 13 or 14 on the list oh nice maybe 15 somewhere around there I think I, I think I put it 33rd on my list well I mean I gave it an A- minus as well I, right I have above it above Room what's that yeah Rob loves Room it's it's right above it's right below right above right <laughs> below Room <laughs> right around there huh Rob yeah yeah that's you good. diabolical <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so uh, what did you think of it and what did you grade it? I Ralph? gave it an A-. minus. So really you, li- Ralph. I did. I gave it an A-. minus. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. I heard Brady give it an A-. minus. No, he, he gave said it an A-. minus. Okay. Well, I give it a C+. Plus. That's pretty low. That's it was all right. really low. It wasn't bad, but I didn't think that this kind of format really worked for an hour and a half. Maybe it was only an hour long, it would be but a little bit long and I'm not sure that uh, Brando's tapes are best used for a film I would like to see these all collated into a book see I I totally disagree with that though because I mean well, we were talking about it Brando's not a writer so you lose the primary force the primary vitality of Marlon Brando if you take his voice 
away from it. I know, but the problem was I couldn't really understand him a lot of the time because he's just kind of mush mouth. Honestly, I I would have just put the volume up a bit. It's it's not a loud movie. It's it's kind of this dreamlike, like being underwater sort of. And I didn't experience. quite understand the whole virtual reality Marlin thing, other than that's something that he said. He described. Yeah, no, it's something that like he was into experimenting with at the time. I see. he he foresaw that kind of these effects were going to. Like, the first thing he talks about is, like, oh, we're all going to be replaced by effects, which is something that a lot of actors these days are paranoid about. A lot of people think Avatar lost because Jeff Bridges came out and was like, like, this should be about real actors up there, and these effects are... Like, he, he, him and Morgan Freeman, I think, are very spooked at the possibility of, of that. Oh, of Avatar, that whole thing? Well, of actors being replaced by CGI. Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever really going to be a thing because people like personalities; they don't like characters. I, I've I've now I've changed my mind. I saw number seventeen. Like you still give it an A minus, but it's seventeen because I I still think Nine Nine Homes is a more important. They're more important movies, even if they're not better. I What's think Ninety Nine Homes. Ninety Nine Homes. Is I'm gonna play the ignorant one. <laughs> Neither of you have seen this movie. I, I actually did see 99 did, Homes. Okay. I wasn't as much of a fan are of Are they it, like the little plastic ones like in Monopoly? Or are yeah, they both those actors are fucking boss. Yeah, they are. Are they the little plastic houses like in Monopoly? Or are these real homes? No, they're real. They're real. Are they like bungalows or uh, mansions? Some of them are mansions. Some of them are mansions. <laughs> Is it about the, uh, um, Some the, of them are the housing bubble? hotels. Yeah. That's two movies about the housing bubble. Big Short's actually, I think, my probably my number one this year. It's my number five. Up there, it's on, baby. Bump us up there. Hey, where's room rate on yours, Brady? It's pretty high on mine. It's, it's one of my only in the top 10. Yeah, it's like six. Yeah. I have room at number 21 at an A minus. Showing your bad taste. Oh, I don't think so. At least we get to have that. We all, we all <laughs> at least we can rub that no, one in a little bit. It's a disagreeable <laughs> year, guys. Like, stuff like stuff a lot of good movies, though. To be like a lot of great movies, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, well. How many did you catch total, Brady? I've seen like about 62. Damn. I've only yeah. seen like 45, which for me is a lot for a year. I think last year I was all like, I've seen like 12 from this year when we did our list. Uh, it's like partly like like films that I wanted to like more just didn't hit. Like I, I didn't like Hateful Eight as much as you guys. So like normally I'd expect Hateful Eight down in like my 12 or something like that. Where's it's not very high. 30. I don't know where I put Hateful Eight. Um, it's a B. I'm, I'm it's still digesting it's Hateful Eight. It's actually. my 22, but it's B plus. Yeah, I'm still digesting Hateful Eight. Uh, I haven't given it a letter grade because we didn't do it on this podcast. And, and uh, correct. Can I can I can I share why I put Marlon at 17 right now? Yeah. I put pertinent. It's pertinent. Pertinent. I put it at 17 very for pertinent. very similar. Yes. <laughs> and they're like Ross is finally on task. <laughs> no. I, I put it on 17 because um, a lot of the people in Marlon Brando's life that knew him really well said after he died that he was an amazing man. This movie just does depict a lot of heart and a lot of soul about his personality. The thing it doesn't depict is how he sabotaged his time. I mean, it does it does hint at it and point to it slightly, but it wasn't just ho- it was not just Hollywood trying to smear him and take credibility away from him, which is an excellent and a brilliant point that this documentary points out that a lot of people didn't have the courage to talk about. It's also that he himself destroyed his own career because something that Sean Penn... He was busy banging Laurence Olivier. 
What, Peter O'Toole? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Lawrence. Uh, Actual Lawrence. Oh, what the fuck? I need coffee, man. <laughs> yes, you got Lawrence, tea. No, Lawrence of Arabia or <laughs> Lawrence Olivier, as he was known. Lawrence of Herlabia and Lawrence Olivier. Don't get them confused. <laughs> They're all the same thing. No, no, but he is rum- rumored to have slept with, with him. Why don't you simply try butt-fucking me, my boy? <laughs> and then Peter O'Toole comes in and he's like, we will have <laughs> copulation. Anyway, I didn't mean to totally break up your thing, but no. he threw away his life because he was banging Lawrence Olivier and... I feel like mostly... Wait, I don't... I feel like... Have we just agreed that he's banging Lawrence Olivier? <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even see Lawrence Olivier. I, I give you a source. www.wawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawaw
Might as well. He had that like five year period where he just didn't hit anything. Yeah. A mighty wind keeps blowing. And then he did some some shitty fucking movies, and then Godfather happened. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I I will say though, uh, not to disagree completely, uh, but part of what I like about the movie. What, you disagree with the fact that acting isn't important now? No, no. Uh, in terms of, like, Brando... I'm glad you don't disagree. Like, in terms of this, the need, uh, and I very much agree, uh, for the actor to kind of fill his soul, to replenish, mm-hmm. I think we at least get a sense of a man, if only through the meditation tapes themselves. Yeah. But they're also, like, I like the little things about how he'd go ride a motorcycle with only a T-shirt after a performance. Or how, as soon as they said cut on the Tahiti set, he'd go and play. Yeah. Like, we do get a sense. He, he's not successful at it, yeah. and he's a very turbulent guy. Yeah. But I did like this sense of him as he's always trying, at least, yeah. to, to nourish himself. And he's, even if he, he's not very good at it, which I think the movie chalks up to the father, uh, the childhood. His dad, which, yeah. Uh, Rob, you probably have something to say on this. Uh, you're very interested in the way these things cycles of abuse kind of perpetuate yeah themselves. yeah and i do i do want to speak to that i feel like we're getting in uh, what's it all about territory and i thought maybe well, perhaps we'd it's time oh wait no you got to do your grade what i oh, know c plus uh, yeah and i thought maybe we'd take a take a break and do a game before we got into what's it all about okay does everybody have a voice ready don't say it out loud because we're gonna make them guess the movie and and the voices so yeah Ross, yes, excellent. Ross, nodding comes across on the mic I very well. I, I'm, I'm not only nodding. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm picking on you so much, Ross. It's just for entertainment value. Yeah, Rob, Rob has having a beer, and Rob goes into the zone when he has one, and the zone is pick on Ross. So it's a good time. He's been yeah, drinking, Touché, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's had six ounces of beer at noon on a Saturday. <laughs> Fucking alcoholic <laughs> bastard. <laughs> My father used to get drunk and tell weird jokes at me. <laughs> One time I saw him. He'd come in here and he'd start singing a song and I wouldn't know the words and I'd be like, why aren't you singing, little boy? And he'd be like, well, I'm seven and it's 2 a.m. And it was very sad for my son, who I don't have. <laughs> I'm sad for him. Too. So this hasn't happened so yet. Sad. I'm just, I mean, I'm from the future. We're all from the future. That's how plants make hey energy. Hey, man, let me tell you something. I know Kung Fu, so we're all in the same boat. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're going to run away and do uh, do understudy, right? W- yeah. We're not actually going to run away. We're just going to do it. I will, I will say, one, oh, yeah, I will say one more thing. I will say that... About um, the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, I won't hit intro yet. Then. Okay. I'll just say one more thing about this. I, I really like... I will say one more thing about this movie. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I feel in this movie specifically, like I do the Academy Awards music cutting you off. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I, I recognize that they were using his own tapes and his own dictation, his own form of therapy, because he needed to have his voice heard. The movie is called Listen to Me, Marlon, which does juxtapose some really beautiful imagery and ideas, specifically having to do with the breakdown in his relationship to his parents, the breakdown in his relationship to his children, the breakdown in relationship to his many wives and his many children all over the world, and the breakdown in his relationship to his business life, and specifically what his friends pointed to in his work 
and why, yes, of course, okay, I'm just kidding, sorry, he was the most, like, influential, like, actor of, like, his time, like, he did revolutionizing, he's the reason I, I went into, like, doing acting in the first place, um, oh, really, I didn't realize he was such an inspiration to you, when I was that taught, was Peter O'Toole, well, well, he has my birthday, Peter O'Toole, but yeah, yeah, he is one of them, but, yeah, Peter O'Toole has my birthday, and I want it back, <laughs> I want it back, it's not fair, just like Frank Warner from Warner Brothers. What do these guys think they're doing? Give me my birthday <laughs> back. It's like your ninth birthday and none of your friends show up because they're all with Peter O'Toole. <laughs> and Frank Warner. <laughs> and Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, they all need to give me my birthday back. What are they doing? It's crazy motherfuckers. Anyway, so uh, uh, long story short, um, really good movie. I think a more honest approach to his life will be made by people that aren't him. Because he didn't really know who he was, and the movie is kind of about that, and him. No, that was Peter Sellers. Oh, he didn't. He know didn't who even he know was. he was a person. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even know he was like a human being. Yeah, Brando at least knew that. Yeah, there was. <laughs> sorry, I just thought of that because George C. Scott was on the screen during the movie for like I don't know four seconds. Yeah. So obviously, I'm thinking about Peter Sellers, <laughs> and we also said Peter O'Toole. So yeah. Peter Scott Sellers, the third buyers and sellers. And I guess what I successfully interrupted you, so I could go. We're so sorry we couldn't get the actor to do the scene from this screenplay, but we got two honest studies, and to be honest, they're probably more famous anyway. So try to get the actor, try to get the movie. Tweet us at C A R N Y Couch. This game is called understudy. Money, Lebowski. Money said you were good for it. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money, Lebowski? <coughs> Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? Shithead. It's um, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. Uh, don't fuck with us. It's your wife owes money to Jackie Trehorn. <laughs> that means you owe money to Jackie Trehorn. Uh, ever to thus, uh, ever thus to deadbeats, Lebowski. Oh, man, don't do... You'll see what happens. You'll see what happens, Lebowski. Look, nobody calls me Lebowski. Uh, you got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. Your name is Lebowski. Lebowski, your wife is Bunny. Bunny? Look, moron. You see the wedding ring. Oh, no, uh... That's my line. I, you see a wedding ring? Does this place look like I'm fucking married? All my plants are dead. The fuck is this? Obviously, you're not a golfer. Woo? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, wasn't this guy supposed to be a millionaire? Uh, yeah, I sure was. <coughs> what, what, what do you think? Uh, fuck. What do you think? Uh, he looks like a fucking loser. Hey, at least I'm housebroken. Fucking waste. Uh, it's, it's a waste of time. Thanks a lot. Asshole. Asshole. That was understood. Peter can answer at the 
Impression I've ever done. Mm, that was really. Uh, uh, mine was. You know who it was because you know when I shake my jowls. It's the only way I can speak like I'm. Wait, who? Who is like shaking my jowls? Wait, 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 who are you? No, oh, you can't say because then the oh, yeah, can't say. hear it. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. God. <laughs> I can pull them up on my phone. Just pretend we're on the radio, okay? <laughs> just do that. And but don't but but do curse. I'll give this curse. You should have been nominated this year. You should have been that. Yeah. Is that? Well, okay. It's got. Well, now we're giving. Yeah, now we're giving shit away. Um, uh, Roth, what were you gonna say about the thing before I cut you off with a game? Oh, very nice. Brady just showed me. Okay, very nice. Yeah, yeah. That was very good. Uh, obviously. Well, yeah. Yeah. I can only do him like exaggerated. I just, just fucking. That's all, folks. And then he has these demeanor moments where he gets like really into himself and he goes like, did you know I had a, a meeting the other day? <laughs> so the thing you have to understand about <laughs> understudy is we did that, that scene. <laughs> we first I had to like, <laughs> as the meeting. theme song says, in case you didn't hear it, uh, <laughs> we were doing impressions of other actors. You're supposed to guess what movie it was. If you can't guess this movie, then you're dead. Then you're really yeah, <laughs> you don't Inside. have a pulse. Your pulse is optional. Or your soul is, yeah. Um, and then you're supposed to guess the actors we were trying to impersonate. Yeah. Or the characters. Sometimes it's a Or you just don't watch enough movies. Yeah, but even if you haven't seen this movie, you probably heard of it, and given that the name was said over and over and over <laughs> and over again, you should probably be able to fucking <laughs> guess what it is. Me telling a person they don't watch enough movies it's is like a drunkard being like, <laughs> It's obviously like something by John Woo, right? Yeah, he has doves in it. Yeah, his name is in there. Woo? Woo peed on my rug. John Woo John Woo. my rug. All right, we were talking about listening to me, Merlin, and then uh, we we're going to do a uh, What's It All About? 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 My old McDonald's in the neighborhood. <laughs> What's it all about? What's it all about? <laughs> well, okay, I'll go first. It's always an interesting question with a documentary because they tend to be very forward about what they're about. Uh, so I'm going less for what it's about than like. Well, you would hope they're forward. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is. Listen to me, Marlon, the Marlon Brando documentary. So, of course, it is about Marlon Brando um, and his process as an actor and as a person. Uh, but I'm going to go back to what I was saying in, in my grade. The thing that stands out for me and makes it different from other biographical documentaries is I think it is kind of this act of empathy uh, toward a troubled person, which to me makes it universal like what I really did love that ending line of just like the very last thing he says like okay until next time sleep and at this point he's dead so that sleep kind of is that Shakespearean sleep of death. yeah I looked at it as like uh, you know until your next life yeah which he had like many lives as playing all the parts that he had you know? yeah it's kind of like this act of forgiveness it's like yeah he he made mistakes he was not a perfect man uh, probably wasn't a very good father. But at the end of the day, he's he's a human being and a very interesting, flawed human being who tried his best. And, uh, yeah, he deserves our empathy and respect. And it was nice spending that time with him. So that's, that's kind of simply what it's about to me. 
Cool. Very nice, sir. Very nice. I think that's good. That was well done. Ross, what's it about to you? Yeah, it's about the life of an, uh, the most important actor that's ever lived. Um, my fourth favorite actor of all time, just behind Mr. Dustin Hoffman. And Peter O'Toole. Actually, he's my fifth favorite actor. He's behind Day-Lewis Hoffman, uh, De Niro. And Which Hoffman? Oh, uh, Dustin. And uh, but P but PH is in my top ten, and then also um, Sean Penn. But all of them are inspired by him, and all of them were friends of him, except for Day Lewis didn't know him, but the other ones did. I just realized something. Too. Philip Seymour Hoffman's initials spell. <laughs> 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 he really just did not Hoffman. give a fuck, or maybe his parents didn't. Yeah. He's like, uh, did you have a kid? Yeah. What's his name? He also had to live up to the last name of Hoffman. Was like one of the most important actors ever. The other one, and they both are gr- amazing. And they both, they're both amazing. Both amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, what it's about to me is it's about a guy, the most one of the most important actors, arguably yes, the most important actor that ever lived, and his influence from the stage in how that transitioned into film acting and how he just he wasn't equipped with the right tools to be able to give himself the full life that he wanted to have. He kept trying to fill it all the time with stuff, fill it with people, fill it with things, and it was always empty because he didn't know how to fill it. He never thought he was going to be successful. And then once success came, like everybody who's damaged growing up, once success hits them and they don't have a way to take care of themselves, like he said that he would go to a therapist but it was like they were drilling holes into him, uh, you sabotage yourself. So he got in the way, which is what he did. Um, but he had a really good heart, and uh, so it's this beautiful dichotomy of a man with a really good heart and a man who doesn't know how to like be okay with what he has. Well, it's good. Yeah, I mean, like something Brady was saying about the cycles of abuse. Uh, like, you know, he grew up in an alcoholic household. I don't know if his father was an alcoholic, but he describes his mother as the town drunk. His dad used to beat him. Um, and kind of actors and artists in general are that. I mean, what they do is they reenact that abuse basically, right? They're just going to go, uh, okay, now I'm going to go get abused by a director, then I'm going to have kids, then I'm going to abuse a bunch of women, because I'm this big persona, and then I'm going to, like, do, I don't know what he did to his kids, but something not good. I was assuming, you know, probably physically the same way his father treated him, he probably passed that on. I don't know. I feel the sense I almost get is he was very wary of not being exactly like his father, that it might have come out in other ways, like being distant. Uh, that could be it too, yeah. Oh, what, in that one uh, voicemail tape, the kid saying like, oh, his I need son, my school yeah. bit, like, if you're coming. Like right. You get this sense of like, he's just kind of this fly-by-night, like, partly maybe because of his career, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, just an inconsistent presence. And also you so inconsistent fuck. <laughs> Uh, just to piggyback off of that, that's a really good point. Uh, I think, yeah, also, if he's, if his kids are always, like, calling him, leaving messages like, hey, it would be great to, like, see you this month if you're down. It sounds, I got a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, oh, he's probably, like, just letting his kids, like, use his name, like, nepotism, like, yeah, you're the kid of Marlon Brando. You can go to school. You can not go to school. Right. You can have as much cash as you want, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, well, I mean, we grew up in a community where we very much saw people who were just raised by money. Just like, here, you crashed your, your brand new car? Here's another one. Crash that one, too. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have been that. I, I mean, we're speculating into the wind here. 
Um, and mm. I don't think there's any real way to know because that's not what the film was about. The film was about him, not necessarily his upbringing or his choice. I mean, it's, it's there, though. It's there. I think it's, Cause the it's touched upon. The, the very it's not sad a uh, major theme. Suicide of his daughter yeah. and the son shooting her abusive boyfriend. That's kind of one of the openings. That's basically our opening into the. I mean, yeah, we get the I mean, into the intro. bad things that happen in his life. And yeah. also, I was a little uncomfortable with that. I think that was part of the reason I didn't like that. I was. It was weird taking the tragic things that happen to these people and making it about him, and like how he was dealing with it and how he was touched by that. I understand that he was the one left behind by all that, but. Oh, where's the direct correlation? Yeah, I wouldn't feel it gross. I mean, it's it is his movie. Um, it is. I know, but it's just kind of scary. I think they're gonna make another one in a while, and I don't. I'm not saying this isn't a good movie. It's a very good movie. It's a very very good movie. I just think that they will make another one about the actors. You know, they'll wait. They'll give it ten years, whatever. And then the actors that are, when they turn 60 or 70, they'll do a documentary about him and interview all of them, and then we'll get the full picture. We aren't going to get that until until later on. And we won't get it until those people are like, ah, shit, we're... we're no, only it's been 12 years. It has been time, but those but a lot of his buddies are still only in their early, mid-60s. They still have time. So those... The, the crows don't come home to nest until they're not ready to fly anymore. So that's that's the thing. Uh, I've never heard of that one before. I, mean, I, I just made it up. I well, that's I'm uh, sure there's a lot of story. Is that off a bumper sticker there? <laughs> yeah, that's my. I'm sure that's there's a I lot do. of story to tell, and I, and I welcome an even fuller telling of it. But I, I did very much care for the tone of this one. I it, think it is nice. Uh, yeah, and it is. It I'd almost say it is more about this act of empathy than it is a rigorous investigation. Even though we we do get a lot of of information all mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Should we go do uh, understudy? We just did that. I mean, not understudy. Uh, the other game we play, Metacritical. Yeah. Yeah. You down, Ross? You want to hang out, play a little game? Uh-huh. Uh, what, just give me a movie to start with. Um, the score. Okay. okay. We'll start with the score. Cool. A Metacritical. Rob's never gonna win. A Metacritical. Brady's a victor again. Woo-hoo. So it's time to play. Woo-hoo. I'm gonna lose today. Woo-hoo. Metacritical. Yeah, it's time. Time to play. Alright, welcome everybody. It's Metacritical. This is a game where we uh, try to guess the Metacritic score and the person who's after five movies off the least uh, wins. If you get a direct bullseye, you get minus five points. Five or ten? Um, ten. Okay, ten points. This is a direct ripoff of the Rotten Tomatoes game that Adam Pearl, the podcast, plays. I'll just give credit. But, you know, what the fuck? We can play this game. Ugh, what the fuck? You want to play this game? I'll play this game. Yeah, I'll play this fucking game. So about now? Exactly. All right, um, let's, uh, let's start off with one of the last Brando performances. Um, a movie that I inexplicably saw twice in theaters, <laughs> even though it's like... Bermuda. <laughs> Bermuda. Uh, Bahama. It's, it's the score. Uh, oh, Robert De Niro, Ed Norton, bank heist movie. It's a heist. What score does the score have? Oh, why don't you go for a drop? 
I'm gonna say it's gonna land in the C range. I'm gonna go. Um, a face like that actor when he said that. I got a bunch of soda can. I wasn't even in that. He would be good in KFC commercials, I think. I'm gonna go 60. <laughs> I'm gonna go. It does have De Niro, and it also has Ed Norton. 47. I'll take the low ball. Hopefully it's not in the 70s. I, yeah, I, part of me believes it is. Because it's so harmless, I could see if you're like, yeah, it's a fun time, it's me. Apparently it's 71. Whoa. Off to a fuck start. 24 for me, right? Six for Ross, 11 for me, and yes, 24 for you. It's okay, I'll hit a bullseye. All right, so okay, now let's jump from there. Like, isn't Gene Hackman in that? No, no. Hackman. Uh, <laughs> Gene uh, Hackman. Ed yeah. Norton and Robert De Niro. Okay, let's do Ed Norton to Rounders. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, I'll go first. Don't this want time. to eat the cookies. Yeah. Good movie. I like that. Movie. He doesn't even say that. Ed Norton. I watched it so disappointed. I'm like, where's the, fu- where's the fucking line? <laughs> from the previous. Oh, no, no, the previous is something I always said all the time. About I don't want to eat the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's Brady impersonating <laughs> my Malcolm. Who's <laughs> 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 impersonating a Russian man who's not inside his own body. Crazy, like the Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's right before Malkovich becomes Malkovich Malkovich. Exactly. He, uh, before he eats the cookies. So I'm going to guess... Malkovich! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess um, rounders. Uh, you know, it's uh, probably pretty high in the audience respect. I think critics probably liked it too, but not so much. I bet you it's like seventy-eight. I bet you really high. That's about what audience oh, man, give it. Um, critics, I think, gave it. I'm gonna go. I don't think this thing is going to have a lot of reviews, so maybe it'll have more of the positive. I'm going to go 66. Soft. I'm going to go 72. Isn't that what I did? You did, you did 78. 78. Oh, okay. No, I said 60. No, I did say... Okay. I don't want to eat the cookies. No more soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- that's a fun 64. game. Sixty four. Sixty four. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, gents. Um, so. Fuck you, bitch. I kind of. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of a game though of like lines that aren't in movies that just make obvious what's going on. <laughs> Rob is angry. <laughs> I'm not actually that angry, but, angry. but this game is mostly about me. Telling Brady to fuck off. <laughs> like it's fair. Tom it's Hanks fair. in Castaway is just lying on his raft. And he's like, I'm sad about my volleyball. All right. Uh, why don't we go with, uh, <laughs> why don't we follow Edward Norton again? I don't know why we're following uh, Edward Norton when we're doing a Brando oh. podcast, but we'll do uh, 25th Hour. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great movie. One of my favorite ending. It's the only one that's less controversial than uh, only Spike Lee film that's less controversial than the most recent one, which was Chirac, which everybody was up in arms about when it came out. Like apparently, like film audience, like it will offend everybody. I'm like, what was offensive about this? There's no, nothing offensive at all. I I don't even know. I don't even consider Spike Lee that offensive. It's more that he's like fiery. Right, but mm. I mean, that's a good point. Like I yeah, mean, I'm like never offended. By him. No, I don't think 
anybody really is, especially if they're like a fan of film. I could see some of the things that were said and the way it was played off and, you know, race relations were played off and like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what's the fucking one with the, with the bank heist? Oh. Inside um, Man. Inside Man, right. It's some of the way the race uh, relations are played off, you know, with Denzel Washington willing to be racist and blah, 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 and the interrogations and stuff like that, or sexist or just not. But, um, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is controversial, but, or like, kind of, you know... What was the Family Guy joke? It's like, that's more incoherent than a white man's dialogue in a Spike Lee movie. I guess 25th hour does have... To, uh, since you guys didn't get to see that, Rob is just doing an impersonation of Octopus. <laughs> is it, what is it? Like, yes. like, and then just the guy, it's like an Italian person that's in a pizzeria <laughs> just behind the counter going... <laughs> what you also don't know is he's mostly doing that when he speaks through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, 25th hour did, I guess, have the fuck you to all it's the ethnicities it's called li- It's called waving your hands in the air like you do care. That's what that's called. Right. Very nice. Um, so anyway, we're doing <laughs> 25th hour, and it's Brady's <laughs> turn to guess first. 25th hour? We got good reviews, <coughs> I think. Um, but maybe not as good as it deserved, because it, uh, a lot of talk now is being like, 25th hour, you fuckers slept on it. Like, that's so much better than people thought it was. So I'm going to go 75. Rob? Um... I'll let you go on this. I'll, I'll let me think about it for a quick second. Just a quick second. Uh, shit. I was gonna go with seventy-two, but what I'm trying to do is make up points on Brady. So I'm gonna. You don't even care what these movies you scored, do you? I. <laughs> I gotta hit a fucking bullseye. Twenty-fifth uh, hour. I think it was probably reviewed after. No, I'm gonna g- I'm gonna give it a high. Gr- I'm gonna go with a high. R- <laughs> Eighty-two. <laughs> he had such moral conviction in his eyes. Like, no, you you know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not kowtow to this Dude. having a low grade. <laughs> so I went eighty-two. Brady went seventy-five. I'm gonna be a shit. I'm gonna go seventy-six. Yeah, yeah, no, get wedge in there. That's right. that's the name of the game. That's the name of. Who was that? That's that Fat Boy, boy Slim. Slim. Fat Boy Slim. 67. Damn it. That was my I other see? my other guess was going to be 68. They Damn it. Damn it. They slept on it. Damn it. Got to go with your gut, bro. That's but crazy low, man. <laughs> but <laughs> Brian Cox in the end of that movie is my jam. He is a G punk gangster. Well, let me see. I'm like. That movie. Oh, what was the score again? 67. 67. So I'm like fucking. Him. Sixty-three down. Should we go back to Marlon Brando um, for funsies, or should we stick with Edward Norton? Oh uh, no, I mean like Brian well, Cox. No, no, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take somebody else who's in Twenty Fifth Hour and Jump. We've done three so far. We've Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. What's something else she was in? She was in uh, Shattered Glass. That's right, Shattered right. Glass. Let's do Shattered Glass. I don't really want to do that because I haven't seen it, so oh, I know well nothing about it. But that's okay. Uh, oh. No, we can do ones I haven't Did seen. Did you guys see Guy Guy Recognizing the Saints? Even that. I did not That's amazing. That. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Okay, amazing. so we'll go Shattered Glass. Okay. And uh, Ross will start this time. Brady knows that movie better than anybody. I know, but I, you went first, I went first, Brady went okay. first, now you go first. Yeah. I shouldn't have to. I'm fucking 63 down. I'm going to say uh, Shattered Glass. I'm going to say 80. Uh, uh, wow. Fuck it's 
Non-fresh. It's a really good movie. I think I gave it an A minus when I saw it. Sarsgaard got robbed. Sarsgaard did get robbed, but also it had Hayden Christensen who didn't work after after Star Wars, so because <laughs> it, it ruined him. his career. Thank you, George Lucas, for good at that. Um, yeah, for those of you listening, I have no respect for George Lucas. Uh, smart genius, <laughs> made three good movies, four good movies, and then made three dreadful films. And it destroyed no. film, and now everybody's digital. Yeah, we are. I never understood why he never tried to make another, like, American Graffiti, more chill movie again. Money, 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 money. Obviously, the whistling isn't helping you guys speed up. You're just no, like, no, it's just, just, it's just relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like driving a 49-horsepower awesome on a 12-mile-an-hour drive, or no, 12-hour drive <laughs> from San Diego to Berkeley. What he said. Whistling. That's oh, yeah, my so Shattered Glass. Good yeah. movie. Ross, what, the, what do you think the score is? Um... 79, 78, 70, no, it can't be that high, because it's got, it's got Hayden Christensen, so it can't be that high. <laughs> you must account for the Christensen. <laughs> I could <laughs> never make you go for it. Fine, I'll Don't go first. Go, I can't Wait, go no, first. Brady, you go first. I, I've s- I saw it once, like, 20 years ago. I Brady. can't, I can't go first. I don't Brady. know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you might actually come up with a right. fucking number. You will actually come up with I something that we can play with. I won't. I I'll think. Mine's going to be way crazy. Die. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, 68. Actually, <laughs> all right, that's easy. Okay, I'll go 65 then. Okay. Okay. Ross, you got 68 to 65 out there. 69, dude. 69. <laughs> 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 Unless you're dead on, though, you're never gonna catch up with me. I don't care. Oh, that's close. It's so good. It just, I just don't. I don't know the movie well enough. I saw it when I was 19. It's something. 73, so Ross is closest without going up. Alright. Oh, I'm glad it got higher than I thought it got. Because it did get me. Damn it, I should have gone with 75. I, I was just going to go with the 5 on close to Brady. No. I hope I got it bullseye. Alright, who's in Shattered Glass? <laughs> Chloe Sevigny. Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, nice. Chloe Sevigny. Let's go with uh, fucking Broken Flower. That's good movie. Yeah. Uh, My dad hated it, though. Yeah, a lot of people hated the ending because they're like, that's a fucking 70s ending. That's a non-ending. That's just nothing. It's a really good movie. I loved it. Uh, in fact, it's in that DVD player right there from when I tested that DVD player. Cool. Yeah. What did you test the DVD player for? Well, I'm trying to get the sound in the video to work. <laughs> Scabies. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's in, infected with smallpox. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's what I was hoping somebody would thank you for picking up on my stupid perverted <laughs> senses. Yeah. I gave it a high five, or in other words, HIV. Oh, high five? You mean you mean a, a, <laughs> a clap? He gave it the clap? <laughs> yeah, HIV. You know, like when, 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 when Spock does this. It's like, live long and prosper. No, you won't. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, cool. Now we've gone that way. Place. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, let's let's do something worse than AIDS. And so go uh, with oh wait no we're going Ross, to go first. Broken flowers. That's right, broken flowers. I was gonna say Hayden Christensen. Oh, is this the last one or we have one more after have, this? This is it. This is oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This is the longest game of critic, but yeah, hopefully it's so filled with uh, pop and snap and dialogue. Okay, who's in this movie? Uh, Bill Sharon Stone, Bill Murray, Bill Murray. Sharon Stone, Chloe Julie Delpy. God, she's so hot in this movie too. Julie Delpy? No, Chloe Sevigny. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jessica Lange. Little 
shorty short skirt. Tilda Swinton. She's all bitchy about him talking to his lesbian mother or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Very clearly, that's, that's very heavily implied. Uh, <laughs> there's the, wha- who was it that named her daughter Lolita? Sandstone. <laughs> Sandstone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Rob, score? Uh, I'm going to 78. Hey, he wasn't super indecisive and didn't make us do it first this time. Good. I, I might actually, actually win on this one. I actually remember that movie. 82 for me. 82? I'll go 81. I think it's uh, it's right right up there. 1612. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 79. Ooh. All right. So you did 78, I did 82, and he did... 81. Yeah. Very close. Motherfucker, I can't get a bullseye even when I'm close. Okay. Talk to my... Brady wins, Rob's second, Rob loses. No, no. Let me read your shame. (laughs) <laughs> Rob's got really the high numbers, but yeah. they add up to a football score, which is good. Oh, what, like 81, 91? That's not a football score. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot my fucking Super Bowl squares at work. Mm. Oh, well, I guess I'll just find out on Monday if I won. I hope you do. Money? Oh, you'll find Actually, no, maybe it's in my pocket. Money? No. You get money. Yeah, oh, 25 bucks a square. Or 25 bucks a quarter. Hell yeah. yeah. Get that money. Yeah, they were like, if we win, I'm buying this thing for the office. If I win, I'm buying... Yeah. Like, if I, I win, I'm just going to blow it on blow. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> got it first. Funny. History has been what? made. But first, let's start with the non-history. <laughs> Rob, how do you feel you did? I think I did better than all y'all. <laughs> you have more points. You're wrong, and I'm going to have to take points off for that as well. <laughs> Good, take some points off. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, no, fuck. Rob's a 64, and Ross and I have tied with 28. First tie. That's crazy, brother. Oh, well, we have to have a tiebreaker. Do we? Yeah, why not? Because it's history. It's Fucking history. American Psycho. What about American Psycho? That's yeah. the guess. No, we don't. Go, what go. Tiebreaker. No, no, I, I'm, I'm happy with this. All right. Well, I'm sorry I have to do this, Brady. <laughs> but I'm going to have to... If if it's one saying you won, then <laughs> it's going to be very inaccurate. I meant to play the <laughs> other one that's in your face, Brady. <laughs> Wait for it, here it comes. <laughs> All right, well we're uh, we're wrapping up the the 54 minute mark here. It's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, anybody got any last thoughts? No, it's just lovely. Uh, it's I don't actually think it's a C plus. It's a B minus. I'll not shit on your movie. So uh, I just did that to shit on your movie, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's lovely, and I learned I learned things. I like it better than Il Gattapardo, which I think got a C minus for me. <laughs> I like it better than The Room, which I saw last week for the first time. Oh, you I saw The Room. <laughs> the Room. Oh, The Room's supposed to be good, though, right? Yeah, the one with Brie Larson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gave that a, I oh. gave that a minus. Oh, oh wait, hi, no, Brie. I'm thinking of Cube. Yeah, Oh, cube. hi, Mark. <laughs> Ice Cube. I'm thinking of Martyr Brothers. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> okay, any any uh, last defenses of your, your movie, Brady? Other yeah. than that it wouldn't make a better book? 
Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you want? All right. <laughs> this this would absolutely not make a better book. For a the reason I mentioned that we're dealing with Marlon Brando, so hearing his voice is. You can't write a book about a film actor. Uh, but you wouldn't. That's not his skill set. Now he is a very smart and eloquent man, but what he's Are known for. Are you saying for he was illiterate? No, I'm saying uh, he's got a commanding voice. <laughs> But also, like, the nature of this is so much a collage that losing the imagery would be heavily detrimental to the effect. Because um, it, it it's almost like Brando has brought us into a meditation. Like, so we get to meditate with him. And, yeah, without, without as much stimuli as possible, uh, while it would be still very enlightening on the page, it would be a totally different beast. I like this beast. All right, Ross, you got anything to say? Uh, that was all... On point for sure. A great, really, really good film. Uh, wonderful juxtaposing the narration of his tapes with the parts of his life and the movies he's been playing in. Um, I thought that was really well said. It does give us a very small insight as well into how that work, when dried up, did sort of make it more difficult for him at times to follow through with his work. Even if it was great, you could see him struggling on screen. They would cut to shots of him, and that was very, very well done. And I did enjoy it very much. It's my number 17. I, I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good movie. I mean, it just wasn't my kind of doc. You know, I prefer a lot more with maybe some narration uh, or a talking head laying under the thing. But and if you like talking heads. Oh, no. Well, like a band. talking head. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I kind of just didn't like the whole Marlon doing his own documentary. It felt like shoehorned in and didn't feel like it quite worked well enough to make that the... I mean, it was a good, good experiment, good try, uh, you know. I get it wasn't a bad movie. I just it wasn't my kind of doc. I much prefer more like a Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead, or like uh, Deep Web from this. Year. Those are both from this year. Um, cool. Yeah, or even the Jinx that we did last episode. You know, <laughs> when you have <laughs> when you have like a detective talking and it shows the talking head, but then it just overlays it with the footage and. You know, it allows for a little bit more color. I felt like uh, maybe they could have said more if they had the freedom to do so, but if Marlon didn't say it, they couldn't. Mm. So. Becky accidentally replaces the pepper with sneezing powder. What a family dinner this will be. <laughs> 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 so, uh, at any rate, um, I guess next week we're doing uh, Mistress America. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, that was the plan. Which we've both already seen, but we'll see it again. Yeah, we'll see it again. Uh, I actually think that movie warrants the second viewing. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, uh, uh, somebody we know. Oh, I know somebody. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I'm sorry I was so sedated the first coming, half, Dick. but it was it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Oh wait, your name's Dick. Ross. I'm sorry. Well, I it was Richard for a second. Well, actually, my <laughs> middle name is Dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Ross Dick. Murray. Yeah, that's actually it. Ross Dick Flurry? Ross, Ross Dick Flurry, I think, is what most people will call me. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around naked during the day most of the time. Chris Warner, three, two, one, theme song. Carnivorous cows. It happens once in a time on the beat. It swallows up for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we can speak. Carnivorous cows. With Brady and Rob. Beautiful. That was funny, eh? Why don't you simply try butt fucking me, my boy? I was so fucking tired. No, I think we will have. <laughs>
population.